Hello, my name is Lika Gay and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Africa is one of the fastest growing regions in the world, but the persistence of youth unemployment threatens this progress. The continent has the youngest population in the world, and the proportion of African youth to the rest of the population is set to double by 2045. Some see this growth without jobs as a ticking time bomb. Sanusi Lamido Sanusi, the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, has some ideas about how to tackle this issue. He says the so-called youth bulge is not only a risk, but an opportunity. If you take my country, Nigeria, it's a country of about 170 million, where more than half of the population would qualify as youth. If we don't create opportunities for them to earn a living and create jobs of good quality for them, uh, what then happens is that in the future, they continue to increase the social and political problems that we have. This is the greatest problem. Young people who do not have enough opportunities and the economies need to create those opportunities. What are the roots of unemployment in Africa? Is it really an issue of skills or the youth not you know, trained enough, not educated enough? Or is it because there's actually a lack of jobs? I think there are a number of um, issues. Uh, as an economist, I always say that the only way you can create employment is to grow the economy. So you've got to begin with whether African countries are pursuing the right types of policies. Uh, where you've got mineral-rich countries and there is a focus on mining and, say, oil and gas, those areas do stimulate growth, but they're not employment intensive. Uh, similarly, where growth in agriculture is coming uh, largely from just bringing more land under cultivation, and there's no focus on productivity making agriculture more profitable. You're not going to attract labor into, that, into the area. So there's, first of all, the question of improving the absorptive capacity of the economy by addressing um, structural issues, um, a diversification of the economy, addressing bottlenecks such as infrastructure and power. Then there is the question of the right skills. Uh, most African countries have built institutions that produce students that are qualified for white-collar jobs. A very tiny minority of youth get into those institutions, and then when they come out, they can only work in offices. So there's little focus on the kind of technical and vocational education that you need to work in manufacturing, in agriculture, in services, in tourism. With the exception of countries like maybe East Africa, where you've got a, a large tourism industry and the training youth for those areas, and also the kind of work that was done by Meles in Ethiopia uh, in cultural value chains in general. Well, you just mentioned East Africa as a sort of uh, regional variation, but are there any other? Are some countries doing much better at managing this problem of unemployment than others? I think in general, um, if you look at the progress that's been, been done on regional integration, on, on financial inclusion, on agricultural productivity, you would say that Eastern and Southern Africa have done better than the rest of, of the continent. Um, and if you look at um, individual countries like Ethiopia, like Botswana, like Kenya, like Mozambique, like Tanzania, you can think of, you know, off the back of your head, individual initiatives that are grand, that are visionary, and that have the great potential for bringing youth into the job market. Can you just uh, mention any of these uh, grand initiatives? The uh, coffee value chain 
work that was done by Melissa in Ethiopia, where you had coffee farmers uh, basically get to a point where they're able to produce coffee that um, Starbucks would buy and improving the uh, percentage um, of value added that they get from 10% to almost 60-70%. Or, or what is done with the um, leather factory where he simply um, disincentivized the export of wet blue and leather and got the Chinese to come and set up a factory to produce uh, leather goods, shoes and gloves outside Addis Ababa, or the power project that is in Ethiopia. Um, Kenya is known for the amount of work they've done on financial inclusion and mobile banking, um, and that has um, helped uh, bring youth in, and it's that has spread now to Uganda and to Tanzania, and, and it's a major driver of employment among young people, technology. So uh, those are examples that I can think of off the back of my head. Now, African youths are increasingly politicized, and that, with a mix of very high expectations and unemployment, can be a potential explosive situation. So how big of a threat do you think that is? Uh, the politicization of youth is important in the sense that they need to take an interest in the political future of their countries. They need to ask questions about their leaders and they need to prepare themselves for change in the society in which they are in. So if politicization is about giving them a political education and about getting them uh, equipped with the right values and attitudes for political leadership and political participation as citizens, uh, that's great. So the real danger is if you've got youth that are not educated, that do not have any idea of the nature and form of political intervention that is positive, and whose politics is, for instance, divisive, negative politics of ethnicity or religion. And that is what happens when you have economic environments that do not represent opportunities uh, for youth. So if we have the right education and if we do create the right economic environment, politicization of the youth is good. We do need in Africa a new generation um, of Africans who will do things differently. And we've seen quite a number of young leaders come up in Guinea, in Senegal, now in Kenya. And, and the thinking is different. The language is different. The attitude is different. Um, and we need to get more of those, especially in the bigger countries like South Africa and Nigeria. But it's, uh, it's important, I think, that this continues. You've peppered this discussion with uh, mentions of potential reform that could be made. But to just wrap things up, give me your top three measures that you think could be implemented to really ease this situation of youth unemployment. I think first is to address the infrastructure problem. Um, and this would be especially electricity and, uh, and transportation infrastructure. Uh, the second uh, for me would be to focus on technical and vocational education that's tied to the um, requirements of the economies at their various stages of development. And this would depend on what the particular comparative advantage is that you want to build. Is it in agro allied production? Is it in um, the value chains around mineral resources? Is it in um, information technology? You've got to build the skills that are required by the economy. And the third, uh, frankly, is to have a very comprehensive review of our trade relationships, the tariff policies, um, the agreements that we have signed, um, and, and see if they are in fact consistent with our development model. So if you, as a country, um, have opted for an industrialization model that targets your domestic market, because you've got a large domestic market, you need to ask yourself if the agreements you've signed uh, basically open up your industry to unfair competition and, and make that policy uh, dif difficult to implement. So I, I think those three things will need to be done at the minimum. 
This was Sanusi Lamido Sanusi, the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, on how to tackle youth unemployment in Africa. And to hear more podcasts, log on to www.soundcloud.com slash imf-podcasts. <laughs>